Elkhart County is a place where quality craftsmanship, innovation, and collaboration result in a well-crafted life. With an appreciation for all things handmade and homegrown, we leave our mark on everything we hold. Elkhart County is well-crafted. Welcome to the people and places along the Heritage Trail in Elkhart County, Indiana podcast. And welcome back to another really fun and exciting episode of the People and Places Along the Heritage Trail podcast, where we hear about fun things to do and learn about the amazing people that make them happen. And I am so excited to have Craig with the Elkhart County Miracle on the podcast with me today. Hey, Craig, how are you doing? Good, Amanda. How are you? Oh, gosh, I am doing wonderful. And it is, you know, the weather is so nice and it is baseball time. So, you know, for the listeners that may not have heard of the Elkhart County Miracle yet, what is it? Well, it's a baseball team. The Elkhart County Miracle, Amanda, it's a brand new franchise in the Northern League. Now, independent minor league team. Ah, yeah, I was just going to ask. Who do they play? And you know what? How did this great idea even come to be? Well, we play other teams in the league. There's six teams total from Elkhart all the way to Lake County, Indiana. And um, how did it start? Uh, we just kind of had this idea. I, I had traveled around the country following the University of Notre Dame baseball team and following the South Bend White Sox team that I broadcast for back several years ago. And when I traveled around the country and broadcasting these games, providing the play-by-play uh, for radio and TV, I noticed that there are a lot of really unique towns and cities, some that were even smaller than Elkhart, that had really vibrant minor league baseball teams. And so I thought, you know, why can't we do it here? So we put together a plan to do that. That started 16 years ago. I'm almost embarrassed to tell you that, Amanda. (laughs) It's been a long, long process. But we're finally here. We've got a place to play, a beautiful $15 million facility, brand new at Northwood, the Northwood Field of Dreams in Napanee. And our season begins May 31st. Wow. Now, Craig, you talk about this really great dream, and I know you know, our listeners may recognize your voice because you are you are no stranger to sports, as you mentioned. And so, you know, you put together a really great playing team, but you've also got a really great team of people behind you doing this. What really, you know, you talked about, you saw other communities with this, but are you a baseball player? Uh, I was. I wasn't a very good one. I was really pretty average. Um, but I had a father who believed in me and he, although he couldn't walk, he was paralyzed. He would park his car on the curbside and watch from 300 feet away. And when I got back to the car, he would congratulate me on a 0 for 4 day. You know, (laughs) he always found something positive, uh, to say about my game, but I was not a very good baseball player. I openly admit that. Uh, my son, uh, he has far outshined <laughs> our entire family. He played three years of college ball and hung out with Kyle Schwarber at IU for, for a year. So uh, he, he has kind of made up for all of us. But I just have a, a love for the game. I remember going with my mother. She was a big baseball fan. We would sit in the bleachers in Milwaukee at County Stadium and watch the game. Just she and I together. 
Um, and we went to Wrigley together. So that's kind of where I got the bug. Oh gosh, I love it. Now, now Craig, let's talk about the the players that you've got and, and the team that you've put together. How does it work? And let's talk about some of the guys. Sure. Well, I have to give all the credit to uh, you know, the formulation of our roster to Evan Sharpley. You may know Evan. Evan was at the University of Notre Dame as a two-sport athlete. He played not only baseball for the University of Notre Dame, but he also played football. He was the quarterback at Notre Dame. Yeah. So when he graduated, he decided to hang up the football cleats and then become a minor league baseball player. He was drafted by the Seattle Mariners and he played three years of minor league baseball before he finally called it quits. But I've known Evan for a while and I just asked him here about a year or so ago if he would he would mind just helping us formulate a roster because when you when you put together a team, you really have to know, really know the game as a player. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I mean, yeah. Yeah. And Evan has played the game. He understands rosters. He, he knows that you could never get enough pitching. He knows that you need at least one or two aces on your team that can throw in the mid-90s. He knows all those fine little details that you and I, we just blow off, you know? <laughs> Evan and... Evan has done a great job, and we we talked to Evan about not only finding the very best available players from those that have recently graduated from college to minor league prospects um, to find the best available players, but also players with high uh, moral content. We we like to look for guys that are just uh, really good, upright citizens because they're going to be living here in our community for twelve weeks during the summer, and they're coming from all over the country, so. We have some high-character guys who can really play the game. Six or seven different states are represented, and even a couple of players from the Dominican Republic. Oh, gosh, I love it. And, you know, the the really awesome thing about baseball is there is a lot of opportunities to see these players, and you guys have a great and kind of an aggressive schedule this year. Let's talk about it. So how does baseball, you know, because it's not just one game a week, You've got a lot happening. Yeah. You know, when I was the announcer for the White Sox back in the 80s and 90s, the thing that was most difficult to adjust to, even as a broadcaster, much less a player, was the grind. I mean, this minor league baseball season is a an absolute grind for the players. They hardly get a day off. Now, when you're playing affiliated baseball, and there's two types of minor league baseball. There's affiliated and non-affiliated, or we call it independent baseball. But when you're playing affiliated baseball, you're playing, playing 140 games in like five months. So you have like three scheduled days off. Now, our schedule is shorter. It's May 31 through August 3rd plus postseason. But it's just about every single day. A few days off here and there, the all-star break, which comes in July. But um, it is a everyday kind of a thing. And if we're not playing at home, we're on the bus and we're traveling towards Chicago. Wow, I love it. Now, I've heard, you know, you guys are doing really, really great advertising. And I'm, I'm hearing you on the news and on commercials. And I love it because there is so much planned for this opening stretch of games. And especially 
the first game, which happens May 31st, just, Mm -hmm. you know, it's going to be next week at 7 p.m. Tell us all the fun things that you've got, you know, specifically for that game. Yes. Thank you, Amanda. We, we decided, you know, we're going to gamble here a little bit. Uh, We're just really going to talk about the first couple of homestands and they are so critically important uh, to the fan base um, to have a good experience and to really feel the energy early in the season so they can come back a time or two or three, hopefully. Uh, So that very first night is going to be a big one, May 31st. We're calling it a history-making historic event. Elkhart County has not had a minor league baseball, Amanda, since 1910. Oh my gosh. A long time ago. (laughs) So we're truly making history here as we bring back minor league baseball to Elkhart County. On that night, we're going to have live music from my friend Les Eads and his group, Hideous Business. They're going to be playing just as the fans enter the stadium from 6 until 7. The first pitch is scheduled for 7 o'clock. Uh, lots of fun things going on. Food. Oh, my goodness. We've got Bill's Barbecue. Oh, man. Brisket sandwiches, pulled pork, you name it. Our menu is just fantastic. We're going to have bounce houses uh, you you name it just about every minor league experience you're gonna you're gonna pick up on may 31st and then through the week uh, we continue on june 1st thursday we have the um, crossroads community church elkhart county miracle cinch bag night and the first 400 kids 12 and under get a free baseball cinch baggage really cool it looks oh, like wow. a baseball it's got the red seams the kids are gonna love it First oh yeah on thursday night then friday night rod robertson the mayor of elkhart he'll be throwing out the first pitch on friday night at seven o'clock and then saturday we've got a special guest coming in from chicago uh he formerly played with the chicago cubs he was the most valuable player of the 2016 World Series. Oh, oh gosh. Yeah, Ben Zobrist. Ben Zobrist is coming in on Saturday night uh, at six o'clock to throw out the first pitch. That will be fantastic. And in addition to that, Amanda, on that night, we're giving away 1,500 team pictures. And on that team picture of the 2023 Elkhart County Miracle, you'll also have a little picture inset of Ben Zobrist. And Ben will Stay until every one of those pictures is signed on Saturday night. Oh, wow. Yeah. Sunday at two, that kind of wraps up our first homestand. And um, at two o'clock on Sunday, we're featuring Don Presser. Uh, Now, you may not know that name, but there might be a few out there that remember Don. Don grew up on a farm in Bristol. He played Little League, and then he played at Bristol High School. When Bristol closed, he transferred over to... Elkhart, so he actually graduated from Elkhart High. Long story short, he got a full ride scholarship, Eastern Michigan University, and then later he played at Ball State. He was an undrafted signed player of the Pittsburgh Pirates, and then uh, he got an arm injury. His career was over, but he did play two or three years in the minor leagues, and the Elkhart County Sports Hall of Fame named him one of the best players in Elkhart County. They honored him and put him in the Hall of Fame in 2004. And so Don Presser, 
I asked him, Don, could you do me a favor? He said, sure. What would that be? Would you throw out the pitch, the first pitch, the ceremonial first pitch on June 4, Sunday at 2? And he said, of course, I'll do that. Oh, Um, gosh. Craig, you have done such a great job putting together a really fun experience for baseball fans, for families, for anybody looking to do something cool, unique, and different here in Elkhart County. And it's it's going to be so much fun. You know, you mentioned that you are going to be down um, in Napanee at the Northwood, is it the Field of Dreams Complex? Yes, Amanda, it is. It's the Field of Dreams. Um, it's in Napanee. It's adjacent to the school. The um, athletic director there, Roman Smith, he and I talked a long time ago about doing something like this. And so um, they've offered us to use their facility, which is primarily used by the high school teams, both softball and baseball during the year. But the summer, we've got a lease um, to to use it. So honestly, you could not ask for a better location Mm -hmm. and a better facility and hopefully a team that wins a championship in the Northern League. Wouldn't that be Oh, gosh, that would be absolutely wonderful. And and like you mentioned, it's such a beautiful facility and such a cool partnership that you put together uh, to make that all happen. Now, Craig, I know that you've got a great website. It's ElkhartCountyMiracle.com. And on there, people can look at the schedule. They can get their tickets. They can read about all the fun things that you've got planned. And, you know, what what else does somebody just have to know before they head out to that first game? Well, I would say you have to know that we've got one of the best managers that we could have ever asked for. The the man that's leading our team on the field is a gentleman by the name of Wilson Valera. Amanda, don't forget that name. I won't. He and I met 35 years ago. He was the shortstop for the South Bend White Sox, the young shortstop, and I was the the young broadcaster that followed the team and watched Wilson. I ate meals with Wilson back then. We traveled. We stayed in the same hotels together. Uh, Wilson Valera was a really good player. But fast forward 35 years, here he is. He's returned to Elkhart. He's a Dominican, and he loves this area. He's lived in Elkhart for three years, and he's been coaching um, over the last 30 years after his playing days, he actually became a major league coach. He was one of the coaches for Kirk Gibson with the Arizona Diamondbacks. He also served as a bench coach and um, also a uh, bullpen coach for two or three other major league teams. So he has big league experience, legit big league experience. And he's going to be leading our young players. And you just watch these young guys they're going to get so much better in just 12 weeks time. It's going to be fun, really fun to witness. Oh my gosh, Craig, I am so excited. I am so excited to be there opening night, May 31st. You said the gates open at six o'clock. You've got some great entertainment and the first pitch is at seven. That's right. Week Weeknight games. It's real simple to remember. Weeknight games are at seven and Saturday games are at six. Sunday games, when we play them, are at 2 o'clock. Oh, gosh, Craig, I love it. Again, the website is ElkhartCountyMiracle.com. Grab your tickets ahead of time to make sure you get them, but can people get them at the gate? Oh, sure. Yeah, absolutely. 
Perfect. We do, have a, we do have a limited number of reserve seat tickets. That's right behind home plate. So I would suggest, Amanda, if, if you want a really good seat, probably go online and get your ticket. But certainly general admission tickets will be available on any night. Uh, and that Saturday night's going to be huge with Ben Zobris. We already have a stream of tickets that are being purchased. So I would say uh, as soon as you hear this, get online, ElkhartCountyMiracle.com. Absolutely. Craig, thank you so much for taking the time today. I know that you are a busy, busy guy. Congratulations on this opening season. I am so excited to have that here in Elkhart County. It is what makes this area such a well-crafted place. I am so excited to watch the season happen. I'm so excited to have some temporary residents here in Elkhart County that get to enjoy everything that we have to offer. And I can't wait to check back in with you. Uh, you know, when you when you've won. We're going to talk about that on the podcast. When you win, I'm guaranteeing it's going to be at the end of this season. I'm I'm so excited for this. We're going to put that out there. I love that, Amanda. Thanks so much for having me on the Heritage Trail podcast. This has been awesome. Oh, great. Craig, have a great rest of your day. And I'm so excited for the miracles. Thank you. I appreciate that, Amanda. Hi, this is Terry Mark at the Elkhart County CBB, and uh, our guest today is uh, Trevor Wenzonka with uh, the Elkhart Public Library. How are you doing today, Trevor? I'm good, Terry. How are things? Pretty good, and I'm excited uh, to have you on to talk about an exciting event that the library has going on in uh, this summer of 2023. Uh, can you give us a little bit of an overview of that? Yeah, so for the... Uh... Uh, fourth year in a row, we're we're doing what we call curbside concerts. So this whole idea was born, uh, you know, during COVID, uh, we had to open up a curbside pickup window and all of those types of things. Uh, so we decided that uh, uh, we really, you know, wanted to have some events. We wanted to bring community together uh, during the pandemic, which was, of course, difficult. But uh, these concerts have been so well received that, that we've continued on uh, and uh, thankful to say, you know, we've had attendance of uh, more than 200 uh, average last year, and and we're looking to grow even more this year. Uh, it's uh, there's some great local artists out there, and we of course love to to uh, feature a lot of different folks, a lot of different styles of music, because I think that's you know one of one of Elkhart County's real strong suits. Uh, you know, throughout our history is uh, music and. Uh, people that love to enjoy it. So that's that's in a nutshell what we're all about. Yeah, that's great. It's been fun to see this event grow. I remember attending one of the very first ones and uh, just feeling very unique. So can you kind of set the stage? Like what? Like if people are coming, what what can they expect to find? Where should they go? Stuff like that. Yeah. So uh, years ago, we we uh, I invited Sonny Carreno over. Sonny's a, a local drummer and brought him up to our rooftop and said, hey, what do you think about making this into a stage? So the 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 band actually plays on top of our uh, garage uh, uh, off the downtown library. So they're, you know, uh, 13 feet up um, and, and uh, they play from from the uh, the rooftop deck, uh, people watch from the parking lot. So we encourage people to bring a blanket, bring a camp chair, you know, whatever makes them comfortable. We do have some seating that, that we roll out for the shows. Uh, but, you know, concerts start at seven o'clock. Uh, we go for about 
two, two and a half hours, uh, you know, and we, we try to, uh, show people a good time. We do have a beer garden set up. Uh, it's a, it's a fenced area, of course, to, you know, comply with the law and keep the drinks in and, and sometimes the people, uh, <laughs> but we, uh, we find that that's, uh, you know, a, a fun way to, to kind of celebrate community and just come together and enjoy a, enjoy a nice beverage, uh, enjoy a great band. And, and also, uh, we, we range for a food vendor for every show too. So we work with, uh, Cedric Rollins from that guy's gourmet ribs, uh, Ed Hayden from hot dog Eddie, you know, we, we really try to, uh, make this, you know, just, just even more than just the music, but, uh, we hope people will come out and join us. Like I said, most shows run from seven to about nine 30 on these Friday nights. Right. And the concerts are free, right? Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. Uh, you don't have to spend a dime because it is the library after all. Uh, <laughs> we, we do embrace free around here, uh, you know, and we we try to do that, you know, to to make it so that it's a, an approachable event for all. For sure. Yeah, I, I, one of the things I really like about it is it's very family friendly. You see, you know, moms and dads bringing their kids and uh, they can run around while the music's playing and mom and dad get to enjoy some great music. Yeah. And we're also dog friendly as well. I mean, you know, we, uh, you know, it, it's, it's supposed to be a good time and it's not, you know, like you would expect a, a green space park. It is an urban parking lot, right. uh, but it is something that I think is unique and, and, and really, uh, you know, speaks to kind of the creative nature of downtown Elkhart and, and what we have to offer down here. So uh, yeah, bring, bring Fido on the leash, uh, bring all the kids, you know, we've been known to roll the book bus out, you know, that's a, a uh, fun thing that the library does is, you know, we distribute uh, lots of books, of course, every day, but sometimes we even give just free books to kids so that they can take them home and enjoy them, uh, you know, throughout summer and all year long. Nice, nice. So uh, this is every Friday night, uh, starting, uh, like you said, uh, this uh, next Friday, May 12th, and then continuing until when? So uh, curbside concerts will run, uh, uh, through Jazz Fest weekend. So we okay. we do a spring series of these curbside concerts just because uh, the roof, uh, if you ever go up there, is, is nice uh, black rubber uh, and tends to get pretty hot during July and August. So we don't we don't bother to put bands out there then because uh, we don't have very good air conditioning up there. Uh, <laughs> so we'll run through uh, the seven o'clock shows run through Friday, June 16th. Uh, and then for Jazz Fest, we do things just a little bit differently. Uh, this year, we'll have some opening acts on on Friday and Saturday night at Jazz Fest, the 23rd and the 24th. And that sets up for our after party. So we bring in some some really great uh, funk bands. Uh, this year, we're joined by Bumpus uh, from Chicago and Empire Strikes Brass from Asheville, North Carolina. And, you know, they've got a great sound and, and it's something to have a party for really you know and, and last year we uh we had about 500 people or so out in our parking lot you know just having a good time celebrating the festival you can watch the fireworks over the prosecutor's office it's it's really great i love it so these, these are uh, bands that uh, people may not necessarily have heard of because they're from out of town they're from other regions of the country um what are some of the other highlights uh in your line lineup you mentioned uh your opening concert but uh, i think uh i saw some some familiar names, but also some names I hadn't really heard of. Yeah, so after Shiny Shiny Black and Anna P.S. Uh, on opening night, uh, then on May 19th, we we brought back Kansas Bible Company. That's, that's a great local band, you know, out of Goshen. 
Uh, they haven't played a whole lot during the pandemic. We're really excited to bring those guys back together. They're a lot of fun. Uh, if if you've not experienced their show, you know, they're kind of rock, kind of Americana, you know, they, they just kind of bring it all. And uh, they're also a very big band. So if you want to see a lot of people stand on the roof and play, <laughs> this is your chance. There's room uh, on the roof, all of them? Yes, there is. We okay. made sure of it. Um, and then May 26th, Memorial Day weekend, uh, Society's Child. You know, the whole schedule here was kind of built on the idea of reunions this year. Uh, Society's Child is a band that formed in the very early 90s. Uh, you know, they are a metal band. It's it's something that's a little different for us, but they're all local guys. Uh, they, they went and had their adult lives, got back together here in the last couple of years. And, uh, you know, they'll play Kiss, they'll play Ozzy. You know, it's going to be a different different kind of night for us, but we're, we're really excited for, for that too. Uh, June 2nd is Joe Bauman and the Righteous Few. They are a very fun, uh, very, I won't say experimental, but uh, they do have kind of a funky, different type of sound. They're out of South Bend. Uh, very excited to kind of introduce the Elkhart market, uh, you know, to them. And, and hopefully we can keep bringing them back around. Uh, you haven't seen them if you don't know anything about them search for joe bauman uh in righteous view on youtube check out some of their videos i mean they're super cool mm. do a lot with animation uh home concerts that kind of thing uh really really looking forward to that one for sure uh june 9th we have high gravity they're kind of our house band we love them uh they've played every season for us uh People come out in droves. Uh, they're very well known, uh, you know, not just as a band, but individually in the community. Uh, really great following, always a good time. You know, you can expect to hear stuff from the 70s to today. We are trying to get them to play some Rage Against the Machine while they're up there. Mm. That will be dependent upon the age in the parking lot, probably. Yeah. Of our attendees. <laughs> yeah. You know, we'll see what we can do with them. And then on June 16th, talking about reunions, uh, Gretchen's Revenge, you know, they were the band to see about 20 years ago. Uh, all of them, you know, they're, they're, they're great folks to hang out with and have a beer with. Uh, they also went and lived their adult lives. Now they're getting back together. They uh, have played a couple fundraisers through the years for Boys and Girls Club and things like that. Uh, but we're really thankful to to have had that connection and be able to give the public a chance to see them after all these years. Oh, that's awesome. So um, if people want to find out more about uh, curbside concerts or anything else that the library is doing, where, where can they find you uh, online? Uh, well, they can always go to the, to the Elkhart County Convention and Visitors Bureau website and check out the events calendar for all the great things coming up in the community, right? Yes, absolutely. We wouldn't get paid if we didn't say that, you know. Right, the, all right, all right. Yes, I set you up there for that, but there you go. Uh, I'm but sure you would appreciate want... some traffic on your own channel. So where right. where, where can we find you? So they can they can see all of our information on myepl.org/curbside. We also run out all the events on Facebook as well. You can always keep up with the bands that are coming up. Uh, see who the food vendors are for each of the shows. Plan your night accordingly and. Who knows? You might find out something else about the library while you're there. That's awesome. Well, I mean, I know uh, curbside concerts is big, but it's not the only thing the library does for the summer summer months. So, uh, 
you want to give a can you give a quick overview of what what else is happening? Yeah, so uh, of course we are all about the summer reading challenge, and you know, and that's our signature program that that you know we're not the only library in the world that does this, but you know, it's very important uh, for our community to be able to engage kids through the summer months, keep them reading, keep those skills sharp as they go back to uh, school then in the fall. Last year, you know, 40% of our participants hung in and did six weeks worth of reading in the summertime. We think that that is just crucial for teachers to be able to have success, you know, as, as they attempt to, you know, get the kids through then the next grade. Uh, we do throw some really great prizes and rewards at kids to, to keep them engaged. Uh, you know, South Bend Cubs tickets, uh, free Junior Frosties for a year, uh, lots of great treats from like Mini Delights, uh, Dutch Kernel, Vanilla Bean Creamery, you know, all these all these wonderful places on Main Street and Elkhart. And and really, you know, it all leads up to a, a summer prize party that we have at Kerjali Park downtown on the Riverwalk. Uh, that'll be Thursday, July 20th really excited about some of the things, you know, we're going to kind of level up that party that we've had hundreds of kids come out to now for several years. Uh, and we're kind of excited for the, for the whole program this year. It's, it's really well put together. It's kind of like a, you know, summer camp kind of experience uh, that you can have some fun, get outdoors, uh, read some books and and have a good time. That sounds great. I'm definitely ready for summer. So Appreciate that. So, especially with all this great weather we've been having. Yes, yes. Uh, I am done with it. <laughs> to put it that, to put it succinctly. So, anyway, well, Trevor, thanks so much. Rainy time. is not your jam. Come on, Terry. Yeah. Nope. Nope. All right, Trevor. Thanks so much for your time. We'll see you around this summer. Thank you, Terry. Hi, this is Terry Mark with the Elkhart County CBB, and my guests today are Bill Furstenberger, Executive Director at Ruth, Ruth Mayer, and Andrea Hutzler, the Outreach Curator uh, at Ruth Mayer. I'm excited yeah. to have you join, join us today. Glad to be here. Thanks, Terry. Yeah, thanks. Great. Now, uh, I wanted to start off uh, talking a little bit just uh, uh, about Ruth Mayer in general for any of our listeners who may not be familiar uh, with uh, the facility. It's it's a little gem uh, of a museum in, in Elkhart. Uh, but Bill or Andrea, tell, tell us a little bit more about what Ruth Mayer is and what it entails. Sure. Well, we like to bill ourselves as the finest house museum complex uh, between De Detroit and Chicago, Grand Rapids and Indy. And that's a a pretty good sized geographic area. Uh, we comprise two historic house museums of Ruth Mayer Mansion and the Havilah Beardsley House. <laughs> so now I know that it's a very special year uh, for Ruth Mayer and love to hear more about it. Can you talk about uh, what, why 2023 is a big deal for uh, for your campus? Sure, well, we, we opened our doors on September 8th, 1973. So those who are uh, of your listeners who are good at math uh, can realize that that was 50 years ago. And we are celebrating 50 years as a public uh, historic house museum. And we have a lot of different things uh, scheduled this year to from the opening day, uh, which is, is going to be something completely different by itself 
to a, a real major uh, bash on September 8th itself. That's going to be uh, uh, our our kind of our gala event for the year, uh, both both a fundraiser, but also just an opportunity for the community to celebrate with us uh, this milestone. That's awesome. Uh, so, what makes um, Ruth Mir uh, significant historically uh, for for Elk? How long is your program? <laughs> <laughs> hey. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, we're, I'm going to let Andrea field that because I think she will be more succinct than, than I would be on, on that type of question. Go for it. <laughs> well, um, it's important to note that we have, you know, two major historic um, sites on our campus, the Havila Beardsley House first, which was the, um, the home of the founder of Elkhart. So that's immediately, you know, a huge part of Elkhart history that we have there. Um, and then Ruthmere, which was the home of his nephew, um, Albert, and his wife, Elizabeth. Um, and the Beardsley family in general was a very, very large part of the community and still are um, very important to Elkhart. And um, yeah, the Miles Laboratories mm -hmm. was um, kind of the company that made all the money that built Ruthmere. And that company was one of the major, you know, entrepreneurial um, endeavors that started here. And that is, you know, lo no longer here, but um, that was a very important company for the Beardsleys that started here too. And the only thing I would add to that is, is that where the story starts uh, with uh, Dr. Havila and Rachel Beardsley, we also always hand-in-hand uh, hand mentioned Chief Pierre Moran um, with them because it was that relationship that was forged between uh, Dr. Beardsley and Moran that was just so unusual for its times in its relative positivity. Uh, I'm not going to say it is a perfect world and everybody was holding hands and singing Kumbaya, uh, but, but there was a, a significant uh, level of mutual respect between uh, Beardsley and Moran, and it was a two-way street, and it, it really set the tone for Elkhart as a community and, and became part of the community's identity. And we like to think that there are, that those roots, um, you know, still hold today and, and that we can trace a lot of our, our um, values uh, to that very original relationship between uh, Beardsley and Moran. Yeah, that's a great point. And uh, sometimes when I'm at Ruthmere, it's, it's easy for me to forget, believe it or not, that Elkhart was a very different place, uh, you know, uh, back when Ruthmere was built. Uh, you know, we've been talking about this being your 50th anniversary as a museum, but when was when was the mansion actually built? Uh, that because that's yeah. uh, that tells you a lot about the history of this uh, this area. Yeah, so very very uh, a wide disparity there between the oldest part of Havila Beardsley House was built in 1848, and of course that wasn't the first structure that Havila and Rachel lived in. That was the first big house that was built. Right. Uh, they they were here all the way back in uh, early 1830s. Uh, but uh, Ruth Mirror Mansion is started in 1908 and completed in 1910. So, you know, you're talking about a time in American history for the roots of when Havila is here that uh, there's, a, there's not a lot of 
big industrialization yet. It's mm -hmm. still very much frontier, okay, up through early 20th century, mid 20th century when, when Beardsley and Miles and everything else is going on and it's completely uh, transformed the landscape. So this is the era of change in, in America uh, that we address. Uh, and we do it in very different ways. I mean, Havilah Beardsley House is, is about kind of the nuts and bolts, nitty gritty history of the region. And Rootmere is much more uh, high culture. Uh, we have a world-class fine arts uh, and decorative arts collection mm -hmm. that people come from all over just to see the pieces that we have uh, in our collection. And that's embedded in a historic house museum that has a really interesting family history has gorgeous architecture. There's just a lot to talk about. I, I said, how long is your program, Terry? <laughs> well, we're really pushing the limits, aren't, aren't we? <laughs> well, trying to bring it back to uh, just this year. Now, I know a lot of your, uh, some of your 50th anniversary plans may still be coming together, but uh, what what can people generally look forward to in terms of uh, other, other things that might be happening in conjunction with that milestone? I'll let you start and I'll fill in. Um, well, we have a lot of different events going on this year. Um, directly in conjunction with the 50th is the Neighborhood Day and the, the anniversary, the anniversary, the anniversary gala uh, event. But then also um, our Coffee on the Piazza series that we host every Saturday morning, June, July, and August. Uh, we're, we're making a commemorative uh, gold coffee mug that's we're going to start a new sponsorship level that anybody and everybody who's really into uh the uh coffee on the piazza can consider themselves a sponsor for just a 50 sponsorship we're going to give you one of these really cool commemorative mugs and uh you don't have to you get free coffee whether you drink it out of the mug or not that's not the point the point is that <laughs> is that you can kind of take ownership of your favorite part of Rootmere. And we have a, hundreds of people who come for coffee on the piazza every year. That's just one. Uh, but, but really across the board, we're, we're making uh, the opportunities for people to engage with Rootmere um, easier than ever before. Uh, a part of the, the 50th anniversary celebration in a way is the complete restructuring of how we're supported. Um, we are, we are lowering our, our membership, uh, you know, so that, uh, it's more accessible to more people that it's not all these complicated levels and hierarchies of, of, you know, this patron level that gets you these benefits or those benefits. We still want people to support us. We really, really do more than ever, actually, because we're delivering so much more, but we just, don't want it to be overly complicated and we want people to be able to give their support to the program that means the most to them and that's what it's all about mm, that's great um now you mentioned something about making Ruthmere more accessible i do know that uh, the mansion is a very popular place for school field trips and just uh families mm -hmm. uh people with young children to learn about history and uh you have a, a a new a new project that really touches that that particular audience can you talk a little bit about the mouseleys well it just so happens i have a mouseley expert uh with us so <laughs> the, the author uh please 
Go oh. ahead. <laughs> um, yeah, so we just started last year the um, the Mouseleys at Ruth Mirror kind of series of books that we're doing, um, just children's books based around the history of the house, based around the people that lived here. Um, the main characters are mice based on Albert and Elizabeth Beardsley, who lived in Ruth Mirror originally. Um, and we are releasing our third book now. Um, we have A Merry Mousley Christmas was our second one, and now we are doing um, the Mousley Coloring and Activity book. So this is really more of an engaging experience for kids. They can take home a piece of the museum and they can, you know, be very creative and color and um, while still kind of learning things about Elkhart as they go through. So this is kind of an exciting new thing that we're developing to really help bring in families more, bring in kids more and help us develop new kid um, events and that kind of thing. Yeah, that sounds really cool. If my my kids were uh, when, it, when my kids were younger, they might have really loved that. But now they're <laughs> one years old and hear <laughs> less about history. My mother is eighty nine years old and she still colors. She <laughs> yeah. does a lot of the activities that are in this book. But uh, I just wanted to to say for just a second um, that that we are so fortunate to have Andrea on staff because. Uh, she's being very modest. She, she with the inspiration uh, of the idea for the Mouseleys from our collections manager, Joy Olson, who has been here as a staff member uh, longer than any other staff member uh, that, who we currently have. Um, Andrea kind of took that, that kernel of an idea and really fully developed it. She wrote uh, the entire storylines. She illustrated these books from scratch and she's been phenomenal. And so uh, I'm just uh, saying thank you for, <laughs> for, for bringing this, your talent to Ruth Mirror and sharing it with the, the community uh, because it's this is breaking down barriers and walls uh, to new audiences that we've only dreamed that we could do in the past. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> That's that's really great. Um, well, I think we've reached the end of our time here. Uh, if people listening want to learn more about Ruth Mir, uh, I know you have a website. Uh, talk about where people can find out more about you, maybe, uh, and your social your social media channels. Since she is the one who coordinates both the website and the social, you get the last word, Grace. Sure. Um, you can visit our website at ruthmuir.org. Um, we are on Facebook, Ruth Muir Museum, Instagram, Ruth Muir Museum. We also have a pretty active YouTube page where you can see our past gallery talks and a few other projects we got going. Um, again, just search Ruth Muir Museum and you will come across us. So. All right, great. Well, thanks all for your time today. And I know this is going to be a great year and I'm uh, looking forward to it. Yes, thank you so much. Super, thank you, Terry. Learn more about Elkhart County, Indiana at visitelkhartcounty.com and plan your next adventure. Join us next time for more well-crafted stories about the people and places along the Heritage Trail.